So I'm not going back and forth with a man who thinks that they should be in my position. If you want to be in my position, get in my position. Do you believe that? Bluff City Media presents the Anthony Sane Show on YouTube at Bluff City Media. Stepping up to the microphone is your host, Anthony Sane. Acknowledge me. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Anthony Sane Show. This, of course, is your host, Anthony Sane, here live from the Bluff City Media Studios. Kenny Stubberfield, what's going on, my brother? My guy. Man, How look, are you, man? Man, I'm good, man. Looking at you behind the glass. Good to see you, man. Good to be seen. Uh, great show. We are celebrating the business, Biatch. Let's the Memphis go. Grizzlies got their first win. Are, it's a celebration, man. Yeah, man. It's a celebration for sure. Shout out to my man, George Lapidus. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. That's a callback right there, man. Takes me back to my nine-year-old self. Who used to say, uh, at this rate, Kenny Stubberfield, I think the Memphis Grizzlies may never lose again. I saw some things uh, the other night that uh, made me feel better about the entire season, man. They're starting to look like the Grizzlies again. You got Luke, Luke Kennard out there making jump shots. You've got uh, a... Uh, a, a big man out there setting screens, blocking shots, uh, rebounding, uh, who is not named Steven Adams. Uh, you mm, had that guy mm, out there. Mm. And I went on this rant with y'all, man. I, I I broke this thing down for y'all. I said, guys, we cannot get excited about who is playing center for us because whoever is men, if they can rebound, they can set screens, they've worked. Whether it was Jonas Valanciunas, whether it was Steven Adams, and now with Bismack Miyambo in that one game, we looked like the Grizzlies again. But, but with him out there, Daniel Greer came in last week. And he said, you know, if we get back to playing the old Grizzly style yep. and use uh, Xavier Tillman like we use Adams, it'll work. And we did it with Bismack Miyombo. Yep. And we did it, and it worked. Like, yep. we looked like ourselves, man. Uh, Bismack Miyombo was fouling his ass off. Man, what? <laughs> but we had him long enough to use him in the fourth quarter where he was huge, uh, rebounding, blocking shots, <clears throat> setting screens, et cetera. Uh, the Grizzlies, like I said, got their first win, preparing to take on uh, the Miami Heat on Wednesday. Much needed uh, three-day break between games for the Grizzlies So uh, this early season. They played Sunday and will not play again until tonight um, against the Miami Heat here at home. Like I said, Bismack Biombo was a great addition to the team in game one. Um, a guy who has been a nemesis, man, for the Grizzlies his entire career. Um, just one of those dudes who's going to go out there and play hard. Uh, he's going to use his fouls well. He's going to use all of the joints. He's going to rebound. He's going to defend. He's going to block shots. He's going to set screens. And he lets Jaron be Jaron. Come on, man. That combination of him and Jaron Jackson Jr. can be good. Because Steven Adams, was a, he's a pretty good defender, but he wasn't a particular rim protector. Bismack Biombo is going to block shots. So even if you even if Jaron goes out there doing his thing, you got a guy behind him who can block shots and rebound yep. as well. I think a great addition to get him on the team, man. I think he's a guy – who's going to apply pressure to this front office to make <clears throat> moves to keep him on the roster when John Morant comes back. I know this is a lot to say after one game, but he's got a, he's got tape. He's got a resume. We've seen him be a productive player um, yeah, for it ain't like It ain't mm -hmm. like we're seeing him for the first time yeah. from that one game. We yeah. know what Bismack Biombo does. Yeah, yeah. so I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to that. That first win felt really good, man. It felt really good Oof. to get that first win. It feels like it's repeatable. They weren't doing something that we haven't seen for the last two to three years. So, um, Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain were incredible. I think once Marcus Smart continues to get more comfortable, yeah. you'll see him contribute more um, in that point guard role. I think the biggest thing for me, what I saw is Nathan said it perfectly in the postgame show, mm -hmm. which if you're not, if you're listening to this and you don't get on the postgame show, Anthony will show up every once in a while. Yeah. 
But it's a great show, man. Mm-hmm. Daniel Greer and Nathan Qualls do the Grizzly Super funny dudes, man. Uh, post game show. Nathan, uh, Daniel asked him straight up. First question was like, "What'd you see?" And he was like, "We actually had NBA players out on the yeah. court. That dudes that can actually play ball, man. Like, like it, there's a difference. Yeah, it's a, definitely a difference, especially when even the guys who did have to get in, they didn't have to play that many minutes. So it wasn't like you were running twenty something minutes of Dave Roddy, twenty something of Jake Laravia. When if those type of guys get in with the guys we got coming back, we're still not healthy. Uh, Xavier Tillman still looks to be out for Wednesday's, Wednesday's game. Uh, uh, John Conchar is doubtful. Um, you know, you still don't have all your guys. But once you do, once you get all your guys, I think that this team is going to look a lot like what we've seen over the last uh, couple, two or three years. And I think that, you know, if we could just win as many games as we can through this 25, if, uh, I was thinking we'd have a winning record. I don't think that's going to happen. We're only 18 games to play. You really have to go on a real tear the rest of the way to do that, but I do think this is a team that you'll start looking, you'll start seeing look like um, <clears throat> what they used to look like, especially with Luke Kennard, who was four six and three the other night. Good to see him come back. We were super worried about him. I was super worried yeah. about him in that shoulder, but uh, to see Luke Kennard come out there and have a productive game, super super excited about that. Something I'm also excited about Kenny Stubblefield is our guest who will be coming in with us. Uh, for the sit down with saying Paris Sharkey. We're going to kick it off with a special announcement uh, for Paris Sharkey um, as well. And also, if you're uh, not going to the game tonight, but you want to hang out with Grizzly fans, come out to Hooters tonight. I'm having a watch party, our second one. The second uh, two broke for tickets watch party will be at Hooters. Your boy Anthony Sane will be in the building. Come check me out. Buy me a beer or something, man. You know some, something I found out about white people, Ken? What's that? It's <laughs> just random. What do I have to do this? <laughs> See why people get on my ass so much. They do. They do. I, I, you know something I found out about white people? What's that? Y'all buy rounds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, y'all will buy a round of beer, man. I, yeah. I, 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 and I'm, <laughs> something else I found out. Like, we're actually supposed to buy the next one, but I never actually get that far. Yeah. With the rounds, I usually just... Get that free one, and, 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 I'm, and I'm good. And then you tap out. You're yeah, out. I'm, t- I'm out, man. Y'all got it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, man, so come check out that. The Hooters with me. Um, but I'm ready to get out you guys' way so we can take this break, man, because when we come back, my man Perry Shark is going to be here for the sit-down with Sane. Got a special announcement to make uh, when he comes on as well. We'll see you guys in a minute here on the Anthony Sane Show. We've seen this happen where they have these second half, fourth quarter, late collapses, and th- th- it just looked all too damn familiar. Yeah. No, I mean, I couldn't agree. Did they more. pull through? Sure. Yes. But, you know, it doesn't leave you feeling all warm and fuzzy and good inside. No, I mean, the biggest thing that it's like a breath of, I mean, I not fresh air, but just a relief, <laughs> I guess, is that they didn't lose They didn't this crumble. Game. No, they crumbled. They just didn't lose. They answered at the very end when they needed to. Seth Hennigan, shout out to Seth. That was one thing throughout his career. Name a fourth quarter game-winning drive, comeback drive that he has been able to convert at this point. Or a game-tying drive. Mm Mm-hmm. That's like the first one. Like that's a that's a big check mark, big monkey off the back to be able to execute in a time of need for your team. Yeah. Tune in to On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Kuhn every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. If I Unholy hear reason one more time, post game from anybody, staff, player, fan. They ran something defensively we hadn't seen on film. I'm going to lose my mind. 
if you and I were head coaches for two different teams, do you think you would change up just a little bit what you do? Oh, yeah. Every game? Yeah. Yeah. I really hope our defense is doing that. I hope our offense is doing that. Uh, I got legitimately, when he, when I heard that, I was like, I misunderstood the statement. Or he misunderstood the question. Because there's no way in hell you want me to believe that you were like, uh, they just didn't run the same thing there's, that we've seen on film the past six weeks. Yeah, I don't, I mean. There's no way. It's like taking a test and, test and expecting all the answers to be given to you beforehand. Like, I mean. The questions were different than the practice test. Tune in to Tigers Untapped with TJ Willis and Trey Lasley every Wednesday at 3 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Bluff City Media and Bluff City NIL are proud partners of Coaching for Literacy, a Memphis nonprofit using the power of sports to impact childhood literacy. When you donate to Bluff City NIL through Coaching for Literacy, your gift is 100% tax deductible. This partnership is a win, win, win. Tiger student-athletes win in the NIL landscape. Coaching for Literacy wins by engaging Tiger student-athletes in this monumental cause. And most importantly, elementary students in Memphis receive support to become strong readers. To donate today, visit coachingforliteracy.org slash bluff hyphen city. All right, y'all, welcome back to the Anthony Sane Show. Time for the sit down with Sane. Before we jump into it, got a quick announcement, man. My man, Perry Sharkey. You've seen him here uh, a lot since we've been, uh, since the Grizzly season has kicked back off. And I'm here to announce that every Wednesday, my man, Perry Sharkey, will be in the building for the sit down with Sane. He is the uh, Grizzlies beat writer for Bluff City Media, like you guys know. So every Wednesday, we'll, we'll do our thing here. If, if that's okay with you, yes, Perry Sharkey, my yes, man, sir. in the building, we'll, we'll knock it down with my boy, Perry. Uh, each and every Wednesday here at 12 noon on the Anthony Sane Show. Uh, excited to have you here, bro. Uh, we got our first win, man. The Grizzlies <laughs> <Grand time. laughs> got our first win, one and six. By the time you see this show, we will still be one and six. The Grizzlies take on the Miami Heat tonight. Um, I was excited, man. Felt like we won a whole championship. Tell uh, me y'all weren't so relieved. Oh, man. It was, it was a wonderful feeling, man, for real, though. Like, uh, that was the first time we won a game <laughs> since the playoffs, you know? So it was a good feeling, bro, <laughs> to, uh, to get that W for sure. Uh, Jaron Jackson and Desmond Bain looked like a very dynamic duo out there uh, during times. Yeah, Bismack Biombo made his debut. Debut. Uh, what were your thoughts on the Grizzlies getting their first win? Now one and six. Um, yeah. <laughs> what were your thoughts, bro? You no know way. When LeBron said after he won the championship in the bubble, about damn about time. About damn time. <laughs> about damn time, bro. Especially after Friday, mm -hmm. you had a ten point lead with like three minutes to go mm -hmm. and just blew the game. So yeah. When they fell behind by 12 with eight minutes left, I was just like, basketball's game of runs. Y'all blew a 10-point lead Friday night with three minutes ago. Let's get it back. Y'all can, can make this happen. Mm -hmm. I'd be damned if they did. So, yeah, shout-out to the Grizzlies. Shout-out to Desert Bain and Jaron Jackson for continuing mm -hmm. their dominance and their performance. So, hopefully, that continues going forward, of course, with two potential All-Stars. But they got to win games. Yeah, it can't happen. be the bottom of the league yeah. to about two All-Stars. Right. Yeah, That got to happen. But then yeah. you got Luke Kennard. He's back, or yeah. somewhere, at least for that game. Mm -hmm. He found the shot. So he was asking where Luke Kennard is at. We found him. He yeah. um, actually showed up for that game. You had, as well, Vince Mabiyambo coming in with his best Steven Allison impersonation. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can ask for better. I think yeah. he had, what, 11 rebounds, 8 points, 4 assists. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you can't ask for a better game. 17 fouls. <laughs> yeah. Use all his fouls right. for sure, man. And Santi Adamo, welcome back sight. I mean, the first – when he first came out the bench, they started the game slow. And just mm -hmm. him coming in the game, he scored like five quick points. I was mm -hmm. like, yeah. That stuff matters, <laughs> man. Because people like, oh, like what – because I sarcastically put out a tweet saying, you know, Santi, Santi will save his life stuff. People, oh, what, he, what is he going to do? Mm -hmm. He can't play defense either. Like, man, it, it matters when you have guys who can play – NBA exactly. basketball, man. Like, you saw the difference between how, how those guys look uh, in that game. Uh, something else I've been talking about this entire time is we need front court depth, right? I would yep. say Jaron and Tillman, we're fine with those two. We just need some front court depth. I think Jaron and Tillman could be your starters. Man, the hell with that, man. <laughs> like, I'm looking at this one game. Of, I'm looking at this one game of Bismack Biombo, and I'm like, all right, bro, like, just give me – more Bismack. Like, yep. I, I want that Jaron Jackson Jr. Bismack Biombo front line mm -hmm. look very good. This this organization has never had a rim to, rim protector, like a high-level rim protector before Jaron Jackson Jr. Right. And now you got two of them in, in, in Jaron Jackson Jr. and Bismack Biombo. Yep. I like I would like to see us continue to start the game with those two guys and definitely closing games with those two mm -hmm. dynamic defenders with Marcus Smart in the perimeter. I think you can really make some stuff happen. Especially as Zaire comes along, those type of yep. things. So I like that. I like that lineup that we use to make that run. Did y'all uh, not notice a difference, guys. real quick? Real mm -hmm. quick, I'm sorry, but did y'all not notice a difference in the way that Bismack sets screens compared to? Oh yeah, Jaron sets yeah, screens. Grown man, like, grown man. Very like said, so he did his best Stephen Allen impersonation. That was that was, that yeah. was about the best you could ask for. That yeah. one person not named Stephen Adams. Yeah. So what, what do you think about that Stephen Adams? Uh, look at that. We call him Stephen <laughs> What do you think about that Bismack Biombo, Jaron Jackson Jr. starting center power forward combination? All right, let's go with it. Now, you know, it was just one. So we have to, you know, clarify. Mm -hmm. It was just one game. Tillman did look good the first two games before. Right. He hasn't looked well since. So we had to see it. And we found out that's yep. causing these ones. Yep. Right. So, so, yeah. We had to find out. See a little bit, see a little bit more consistently. But, yeah, if he does do anything close to that game – you're fine, and that helps the front court depth anyway. Because now, mm -hmm. Tillman, if you do make this switch, either or, you still got mm -hmm. depth at the center position that you didn't have for right. the first five games of the season after the Steve Adams injury got announced. Yeah, we had a lot of concerns about Luke Kennard. We didn't know if it was something mental with him. Um, and then we started thinking about his shoulder that got hurt last year to play. I was just like, oh my God, maybe don't he, let. Maybe he was on his Elfman kids. Right. Don't, <laughs> don't, let, don't let this dude be like Kyle Anderson all over again, man, where he's like got this torn up shoulder. And his his shots forever gonna be like this. Like don't don't tell me that LeBron James ended Luke Kennard's career. You know what I mean? I was just that was my biggest fear. But we saw him go four and six the other night. Had a lot of confidence. Shot the ball very well. Luke Kennard looks to be unbroken. They we unbroke him. We got his mojo back. We got him out of the sunken place. Uh, Luke Kennard is back with us, man. What are your thoughts on the game he had the other night? And is this something you think we'll see going forward? Is this the real Luke Kennard? Yeah, this is the real Luke Kennard. Mm -hmm. Shooter shoot. I've seen shooters. Shooters go through slumps. I remember mm -hmm. one year, about four years ago or so, it was before Clay tore his Achilles and all mm -hmm. this stuff. He had started off the season the first two months. He shot like 21.7. Mm -hmm. some, some, some outrageous number. It's like, yeah. Clay Thompson shooting like that? Then, of course, at the end of the season, he was best shooting 40%. So, right. with shooters like that, hey, though, the main thing is keep shooting. Just keep right. letting it fly. At some point, they're going to get ready to fall in. You're going to get the confidence. Because it's still the confidence thing. Like, even mm -hmm. Bane has went through stretches where – He's missing the majority of his shots, right? So just shooters, you're gonna have them slumps. That was a slump with Luke Kennard. Unfortunately, it came at a, you know, a, a wrong time. Yeah. That's how we started the season. But hey, as long as you get it back going right now, we could turn this thing around. You mentioned turning it around. Like I know I don't want to get overexcited about one game, but 
you have to look at small things that happened in that game, small things that have led to them being 0-6. Like you said, Luke Kennard either wasn't playing or he was shooting the ball horribly. You didn't expect that. Jaron Jackson Jr. had a rough first game, and now he's had great games ever since then. Yep. You lose Steven Adams. He's been gone. You had other. You had Santi out, all these type of things. Those things contribute to the team being 0-6. Exactly. It's not like they had – like this is who the Grizzlies are and they're losing. Like – what we were seeing was not the Memphis Grizzlies. I would not be surprised to see them look well over these next, uh, what, 18 games you got left until John Morant, get, John Morant gets back because things are stabilized now. You know what I mean? So what do you think? Is it is it is it just me who has these one-win feels, or do you feel like, okay, now it feels like they're about to start looking like something a little bit more similar to the team that was the second team in the West last year? Yeah, I feel that way. My whole thing is get one is like, at some point, you was losing so many games and it got mm-hmm. to your head. Like, mm-hmm. okay, we're losing. You blow that 10-point lead Friday. Like, that was supposed to be the game that you yeah. get over the hump. And sometimes you just take getting just one, just like the mm-hmm. Eastern Conference Finals. And Marcus Smart, ironically, mm-hmm. when they were down 3-0 to the Miami Heat when he was in Boston, he said, hey, don't let us get one. Then they got one. They rolled out three straight and they had the force of the game seven at <laughs> <Right>. home. <laughs> right. It, it works like that, right. yeah. You start remembering who you are, man. You start yep. feeling like yourself, yeah, yep. for sure. Uh, we got Santi Aldama back, like you said. He came in looking very impactful. Just a wild call between him and that rando dude, that uh, that guy who's that rookie they have, but he had the uh, oh the Camaro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, that dude, that, that dude was putting in work though. He was, <laughs> he was, he was a real dirty work doing dude. Yeah. But um, we talked about that earlier. Santi provides something as a veteran NBA player, not a veteran, but a guy who's a proven like I belong in NBA type dude. Yep. Getting a guy like that back who could score, he could shoot threes who can get to the basket a little bit, provides – he's a true seven-footer, you know what I mean? So he's a legitimate front-court player. Just getting him back is a big deal. Uh, what are some of the things you think Santi can provide that we didn't have, you know, before he uh, before he came back? Fast, instant offense off the bench. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like that, before you're playing Jake LaRavia, Dave mm-hmm. Variety, the guys who ain't giving you, like, a consistent bucket. Like I said earlier, mm-hmm. Santi came out the bench and scored, like, five points and, like – <laughs> 30 seconds. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. like you need somebody like that. And you have both him and Luke Kennard potentially in that role. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what you've been wanting all season. That's what you've been missing with. Both of them being uh being hurt, unfortunately, and Luke Kennard being hurt and off his shot. But yeah, Santi definitely provides instant offense. He's trying no defense. Like I seen like in the past last season, I saw times where it was like the I I didn't see effort. Mm-hmm. I mean at least seeing effort from from him. And that's all you can ask for in right. those situations. But yeah, offensively, he's very skilled. I saw some some of the things he learned that he uh presented in the FIBA mm-hmm. World Cup with Team Spain. I saw some of those moves that we didn't see last yeah. year where he went just a spot up shooter, where he cut to the basket. Right. And, all different type of things that you saw from him this summer. So, yeah, definitely was excited to see Santi back, and he definitely made a difference in that game. And I think him playing in FIBA actually helped this game. I think that we were hyped to see Jaron take the next level, but he may have had a little setback. And I think even, you know, in the first game of the season, I think we saw Jaron still kind of reeling from yeah. some of the effects of playing in FIBA. Yep. But um, I think Santi on the other end is a guy who, I mean, this is just game one, first time we saw him. I think that we will see that 15, 20-point game uh, from Santi off the bench, something that we grew accustomed to seeing. Yep. Uh, last year for sure. Uh, something that's definitely been a bright spot, we talked about it earlier, is uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain uh, looking like a, a great duo together, holding things down. Um, really good numbers when you just look at their numbers over the last few games. Um, Bain hasn't been shooting the ball extremely well, but he's been a dynamic scorer, getting to the basket, playmaking, playing on the ball. That two, We saw a two-man game involving Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Bain. Jr. 
<laughs> so, man, hashtag swoon, man, for real. Because it's like, we've been wanting to see that from Jaren. Mm -hmm. And it, it, the thing I get is, the, the thing that I take from this is, we see Bane doing his thing. We see Jaren doing his thing. There's another dude, number 12, who's coming in about 18 more games. Yep. Imagine how he's going to look playing off of these two dudes. Mm -hmm. And I think it's beneficial to Ja because you got a situation where in the past, Ja would be sitting out. Or he might sit out a couple of games. He said, like, well, I need to get back. I'm going to come back and do my thing. Mm -hmm. I think this 25-game suspension really lets Bane and Jaren solidify themselves as who they are then Ja can come in and really feel like, okay, I can come in and add this to what those guys already have going on. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to be a thing where, oh, I got to come in and do everything. Yeah, I think he can easily feel off of those guys and do his thing. So what do you think about um, Jaron and Bain? Like that that combination of guys and what you're seeing with those two guys raising to those yeah. new limits we've never seen from either one of them mm -hmm. to kind of, you know, take the team to wherever they need to go. Honestly, they're doing what's and they, yeah, I would say they're doing what expected, what we thought that they would do, taking mm -hmm. their sleep as a duo mm -hmm. until Ja gets back. Cause when Ja was spending those eight games last year, they did fairly well and Jaron showed some things that we had seen with post moves and everything mm -hmm. and Bane kind of could see. But you know, Payne was We've I mean, seen a Jaron Jackson Jr. Right. mid range shot Man. this year. We've seen one of those. <laughs> right, that's crazy. The Jaron mid encounters in one on the season. You know, need to see a little more though. Yeah. Just the same thing with Ja when he gets back. But mm -hmm. Bane, you know, he was still recovering from that foot injury last year. So, mm -hmm. you, we was hoping pre-foot injury he averaged about 25 points a game. Now, I think mm -hmm. he's at 26. So, he's looking like what we thought he would look mm -hmm. basically when he started last season. So, yeah, seeing those two take the mantle, step up, it's not that shocking. And really, throughout the last couple of games they've been doing, they just needed more help in this past yeah. game. They finally got the help. So, yeah, we need them two to continue doing it. I believe they can continue doing it. And, yeah, I have full belief that – you you have potentially three three all stars on the team. I yeah. already thought that most of us already thought it, and they're proving that to be the case. Just yeah. need to actually get some wins on the board to make it happen. Yeah, I definitely think we have three all star level players. We got to get that record up to be considered uh, that for sure. But I I do think that with um, job will be an all star this year. But you right. have guys within recent years that have been. You have three all star level players. Um, Derrick Rose is out with uh, knee soreness. And, of course, Taylor Jenkins, somebody was like, maybe one day Taylor Jenkins will realize he doesn't have to play 10 dudes. Like, you can, you can kind of get away with, like, okay, we're down a guy, so let's just play down a guy. Mm -hmm. He feels like he has to bring in somebody to replicate the guy who's out. Um, and with that being said, uh, Jacob Gilliard has been <laughs> getting minutes. Hey, I wrote the article about um, that. <laughs> I'm out on – I know that's your guy for your Memphis Hustle days. I know that's your homie. I'm sure y'all had some great conversations, man. Uh, get yeah, Jacob Gilliard out of my face, man. <laughs> Like, I've had enough of the Jacob Gilliard business, man. There's a, there's a, a stretch of the third quarter where we're getting our ass cooked because Jacob, <laughs> Jacob Gilliard can't guard nobody. Got Jeremy Grant, corporate business looking at ass. <laughs> we got Jeremy Grant looking like corporate business about I, she. <laughs> oh, God. He out there cooking. I'm like, man, get Jacob Gilliard a little ass out of the game, bro. But I'm like, I. All right, I said all this to say, if, if, let's say Derrick Rose is out for a while. or Not not even out for a while. Let's say that, like, Derrick Rose isn't a guy who physically can go through the duration of 82-game season where he's your, mm -hmm. your backup point guard. Or even through this 25-game stretch, right? If it's like, okay, I can I can go two, then I need five, three off, or I'm, you know, two on three, whatever he does. Right. Right? What? How do you deal with the, the, the point guard situation if Derrick Rose is out? 
like you said, with Jake and Gilly, you limit his minutes. I would say he's probably oh, he's probably, he's probably still gonna play him, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> but don't be playing him. I don't know how many minutes he played the other night, but don't hey, be playing. Hey, yo, Pete, this one time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be playing no 15 minutes, right? <laughs> oh man. Jacob, I don't what do I know this your man, bro. I know I know Jacob Gillian uh, is too Perry Sharkey as John Cartier is to Drew Hill. I mean, I understand that. Don't start there. <laughs> Shout out to Drew, man. <laughs> what do we do? What do we do, man? But I mean, and I mean, really, you ain't got no more roster space, so I guess because do you really want to play Bane near the 40 minutes game? That's the next yes, question. Yes, <laughs> I'm fine with that. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm fine with that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> if like, the option is Jacob Gilliard, no, yes. man, that dude got a game. I'm get fine his with ass cooked. Are they really going to do that? That's the real That question. man was out there looking like shrunk down <laughs> David Roddy. Like, like, he was looking like you really David Roddy's mini me other. Luke Kennard, you want Luke Kennard to play some? Because yes, I guess John Kachuk, your boy John Kachuk, can play some point. But he yeah, knows. I'll take some. But he's hurt right Listen, now. Listen, I know y'all think I'm, I think y'all think y'all having a fever dream, or something maybe wrong with me, or I may be high or drunk or both. But I would rather see John Kachuk at point guard than Jacob Gillian. Who was that? Uh, Daniel Greer came on last show. He was getting on Jacob, man. That man, <laughs> he called ass. Daniel Greer called him Mighty Mouse in the post game. Man, get him out of here, bro. 12, bro. It's too little, man. Yeah, he's too small, man. Get him out of here, man. I can't, I can't deal with this no, dude. I can't deal with <laughs> That man came in was getting cooked by everybody, bro. I was like, they had, uh, what's the kid's name? They had, uh, what's the kid's name who committed to Memphis, but he didn't play? Like, uh, Anthony Sutton. Wait, well, he didn't play. No, play. not him. Uh, uh, God damn it, bro. When was this? When did he recommit? He didn't commit to Memphis, but like we thought he was coming here. But he, ended up, he plays for Portland now. No, he got cut by Paul. Oh, shit, man. Trenton Wofford. Oh, oh Trenton Wofford. <laughs> yeah. We show the freshest over here. Yeah, <laughs> oh, God. That man's out there getting cooked for like a five-minute stretch. I'm like throwing a damn towel, man. Get this dude out of here, man. Oh, my God. The Grizzlies right there are one and six. They got 18 games to go. Uh, the magic number being tossed around is 10 games. A lot of people saying the Grizzlies can be 10 and 15 you got uh, 57 games with John Morant. Uh, you probably need to win about 42, 43 games to make it to the playoffs, make it to the play-in this year. What number do you think is the magic number that the Grizzlies need to hit before John Morant? And what number do you think is a realistic number in that 57 games with Ja back? I say 10 seems like the right number. 99 the rest yeah, of the way. You go 99 the rest yeah. of the way. Hypothetically, yes, we would like it to be a little better. 11, mm -hmm. 11 14, you can squeeze 12 and 13, 11 14 mm -hmm. out. That would be great. 10 and 15, I think you really, less than that, you're you're really you're really pushing it. Seven games under 500 at 9 and 16, and even further than that, that's you, you're pushing it. So, yeah, 10 and 15, mm -hmm. you can get to that point, five games below, get job back. 42 and 15 the rest of the way is. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's what they're getting on 52 wins. If they can just get to a 47, 48 win. I mean, they would be. No, no, not 42, 15, 32. 32 and 25. Yeah, 30, yeah. So mm -hmm. out of 57 games mm -hmm. left, they would be. 32 and 25. Okay. Yeah, right? Yeah, 57. Yep, yep, yeah. That's 32 and 25. And I don't think that's hard to do. So it's 40, it gets you at 42 and 40, basically. Would you be surprised in those 57 games? If they went 40 and 17, if they went 38 and 19 with Ja. No. That's what I'm saying. Like, because that team with Ja, Jaron, and Bain, plus you figure if, if, if Santi, if, and, if, if everybody if, else if, fill out if, if Biombo's here, that yep. means he was good. That yep. means you, he's been helping out. Yep. And Santi and Luke and the Yeah. Yep. If, if that team, if that version of the Grizzlies with Ja Moran is here, mm -hmm. who would be surprised if they win 38, 40 of the last 57 nah, games? 
Because we saw them do that for the yeah. last two, three years. They won the best teams in the NBA. Yeah. At that point. See, I think I totally agree with you, man. And one um, of them years, uh, well, it was a couple years ago when Boston went to the finals. They started, they started this season like nine and ten or something. Yeah. Like some, and it just went crazy. Yeah, it went crazy. The that second was, half, they went wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, final question for my man Perry Sharky. We've had fun uh, today, as always. <laughs> That's why I want to bring you on every week, man, because we have fun every time you come on. Always. Uh, <laughs> final question for you, um, Jake Laravia, sitting down to the G League today. Uh, of course, anytime anything happens with Jake LaRavia, that draft is brought back up again. There's certain dynamics of that draft I guess I forgot about or I don't remember at the time, like a, by multiple first-round picks being combined to go up to get him. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't remember that being the case. I thought we had one pick that year, but we, uh, they're saying that we, we – had two firsts. We packaged them. We packaged those two together. And then we traded Melton to get back into the first to get Roddy. I do not remember that. I yeah. remember the Roddy part. I didn't know we. Tr- I didn't know we had two picks and turned those into Jake. Twenty two and twenty nine right. or twenty seven. Right. Them, and we traded both of them to get the nineteen. Here's the question I have: Does I'm, I? I think it's obvious that that's not looking good <laughs> right now, right? <laughs> so I think climbing is on the hook for that. What level of criticism do you think he deserves? Because I've heard people saying, "Oh, they need to fire climbing." Like, there are some things our fans say that I think they say it man, just said, so they can say them, just because they hear other fan bases say this man, about their team. Twitter got that mute option, man. Yeah, Please. man. So, what are your what level of criticism do you think he deserves for that? That's an obvious miss. I think yeah. I don't think there is a world where Jake Laravia turns into a good player. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. Like I, we all saw with Zaire because he we saw his rookie year. Mm-hmm. I don't think Jake Laravia is an NBA player. I think he. And I think that the stuff he does in the G League is a mirage. I know guys like you have seen him up close. Yeah, I didn't. Well, the time I saw him in the G League, I didn't see much out of him. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, people act like <laughs> he was – Like, I haven't even seen him even cooking dudes in the G League. You know what I mean? They had a playoff game. He only scored, like, nine points. Yeah, so man. I, I'm, I'm out on I'm out on Jake LaRaver, bro. I would love to be wrong. Trust me, I'd love to be wrong. But what level of criticism do you think Climbing deserves for what looks to be a colossal fail with him? I mean, obviously, hit and miss, especially, and here go how I am. Late, late first round picks like that. I'm not really, I'm not you. It's hit and miss, right? I mean, right. <laughs> those players you want to be rotation players, and yeah, he's not even turning out to be a rotation player. But mm-hmm. at some point, you run out of roster space, and he was only playing because of injuries. He's not even part of the rotation when everybody's healthy. Mm-hmm. So at that point, <laughs> he's a miss by virtue that you drafted well everywhere else. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like you hit on Zaire, potentially hit on Zaire. Hopefully, he, you know, that's still. I think Zaire's showing yeah, that he can play. That's still up in the air, but mm-hmm. it's still like he's showing he can play. You hit on Santi. You hit on Bang. Brandon Clark. You hit on Bain. You hit on Tillman in the second round. Mm-hmm. That makes up. You you can afford to miss someone like a Jake LaRavia. Even yeah. Roddy. He ain't a complete hit, but he's still playable, Hit-ish. right? Yeah, like you, you, mm-hmm. <laughs> it happens, right? <laughs> right? I understand you miss on like uh, what's my guy in Dallas, Jaden Hardy. Mm-hmm. You miss on him. You miss on the um, uh, what's the center from Minnesota? I don't know why I lost his name right now. That Minnesota, uh, no, you Walker Kessel. Yeah, Walker Kessel. Yeah, he got Trey, Trey Murphy. Yeah, it's Trey just so Murphy. many dudes that like they could have just like guys who could have been cheap, affordable, low, low mm-hmm. contract bucket getters. The guys who just scores. Right, Jaden Hardy. Um, your boy in Portland, wasn't he, wasn't he available to us? Shaden Sharp? Like, couldn't, he, couldn't we have drafted him? lottery. What year was that? Last? No, it was, it was a, a LaBravia draft, wasn't it? No, it was. But we want that high. He got drafted higher. He, he was he like lottery. Before us? Okay, yeah. my bad. Okay, okay. But, yeah, it's just like we kind of looked down our nose at so many guys because of whatever issues. Mm-hmm. And the guys, we we, we went with the we went with the choir boys, and this is what yeah. you got. And, and I'll say this. I don't knock them not getting a big man that year. 
Because that year you had Steven Adams, Jaron Jackson Jr., Tillman, Santi, who you believed in. And, and you had Brandon Clark. Everybody was healthy. Everybody was healthy. I don't knock them. I don't exactly. knock them drafting a big. And you got put out. Of, you got put out of the playoffs by a Golden State Warriors team who had a lot of guys that were just small value role players that can knock down shots. Who were champions, right? Who knew how to win, right. when it mattered most. And you had injuries, right? Yeah, Stephen Adams missed two games. You had John Morangi hurt, mm-hmm. and Desmond Baines playing through the back injury. And the way the league was going, the way this league still is going, versatile guys that can dribble, pass, and shoot mm-hmm. and defend. Our way to premium. So yep. we said, let's go draft our own. Let's make it happen. Yep. I love the strategy. Just but, but the guys were there and they could have taken it, man. Just but they, the wrong one. <laughs> they just took the wrong dudes, man. They took they took all these high character, yep. you know, uh uh David Roddy looking like he might be uh, you know, uh uh Taylor Jenkins, you know, uh child <laughs> uh, sex child on the side. If, if you look at him side by side, he looks like he could be his kid, bro, like being for real. I mean, go look at pictures of David Roddy and Taylor Jenkins and then look at the exuberance. Go go look at the draft day videos when he drafted David Roddy. How exuberant Taylor Jenkins was. My boy's him. coming home. Yeah, it looked like it looked like he drafted his son for real. Like the level of excitement. He, oh man, you don't understand how excited I am to draft David Roddy. I'm like, who? Like, who are you talking about, bro? I saw that video. It was like, dude, I never heard of David Roddy a day in my life. And, and Taylor Jenkins was getting emotional. So had heard of. We haven't heard. We haven't seen Taylor Jenkins react like that about nobody. That we drafted, but David, oh God, I don't think you understand how excited I am today that we drafted David Roddy. I'm like, what? Is this your kid or something? But yeah, man. Another, another answer to the same conspiracy. Don't you think, though, that. But you, hold on, hold on. You know, Max Christie is Zach Clyman's yeah, kid, too, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like, you know, Max Christie is Zach Clyman's <laughs> kid, like bro. Him. But anyway, yeah. You know, Bogdan is his brother, man. Yeah. Bogdan Badanovich is Taylor Jenkins' brother. He like, y'all. Look into this stuff, he definitely man. Definitely is. Look into this stuff. Some real loud conspiracy <laughs> stuff <laughs> yeah, going man, on here, man. Some weird stuff, man. Some gene spicing that got going on. I mean, don't you think, though, with the GM situation, like, don't you think that. All that is BS, though, y'all. I'm just joking. Anyway, go ahead. Don't you think, though, that you would or am take, I? you would hold. More more to an account if they miss like in the lottery. Yeah, right. I don't. I don't. I mean, and if you think, bro, like, if you, year would be the one. in five years, no, if you in five years of drafting, even if you're calling Roddy and Jake misses, if you want to call them, because I think Roddy's kind of forced. I think of another team, another team would like, all right, this guy sucks, move on. Probably so. Here, he's going to get a lot of opportunities, but even if you call those guys misses or whatever, if you're talking about two. In five years, go look at what other teams are doing in the draft, man. Look at what we did. Yeah, in before then. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not mad at that dude the at all. The John Morant draft. We, we had a yeah, whole Jarrett Col- Culver went number six yep. in the in the yep. John Morant draft. Sure like, a lot of these guys that people were saying, oh, they should have drafted this dude instead of drafting Zaire. Those guys, like Marvin Bagley, went ahead of Jaren. Yeah, Bagley went ahead of Jaren. Aiden went ahead of Jaren. Aiden went ahead of Luca. I mean, come on, man. Like, it's been a lot of... Shea Gildress went 14 in the same draft. Yeah, it's yeah. been a lot of misses, you know, over the years. So, I'm not really mad. And everything's been um, relatively good, you know what I mean? Oh, relatively great, being honest, as far as uh, evaluating talent. So, I'm not the guy who's... I think this is fair criticism of the 2021-22 draft. Uh, you got five dudes, man, and none of them really look like... Vince Williams looks like a player sometimes. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it's just, it's just a pretty bad draft. But, yeah, man. Got my guy Gary. Uh, not, I'm sorry. I'm gonna uh, say Gary Paris. My, my man Paris Sharkey. <laughs> my first name is his last name. This is the second time you've done this. I can't help him. Can't help him. Maybe that's how I look at him, man. He's maybe he's that he's level. The, he's that yeah. goat level. Yeah, he's hey. at maybe that level of guess, man. Yeah, for sure. But like I said, going forward, Paris Sharkey will be here every Wednesday on Anthony Sane Show to talk Grizz. Excited to have you on with me, man. You've been doing a great job covering the team. Super locked in. Definitely. Super focused. I can't even play. Like, we're playing right now, right? We get, oh, it's a game. He's going to be, 
Hey, got to get this. Straight lace, no <laughs> chase. Out, man. Shirt buttoned up to his neck. You know what I mean? No, I'm making a plan now. Hey, I will say this, man. Parrish looks really tall right now. Shut up, man. <laughs> he looks really tall. Yeah, no shut up. Idea. We'll talk about that in, uh, inside the same brain, man. Because y'all got me out here thinking, I'm, people thinking I'm 5'8". <laughs> I thought you was uh, a <laughs> bro, bro. Was five eight and eighth grade. You, thought you were Jacob Gillies. I thought he was uh, the dude from Jackson State. One <laughs> 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 thing I'm Jacob Gillies, same hairline. Huh? Come on, man. Stop. Damn, Damn, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, bro, I'm about to take a break, man. We'll be coming back, man. It's going to be the three-parter here on Anthony the Sage Show. See you guys in a minute. We've seen this happen where they have these second half, fourth quarter, late collapses, and it just looked all too damn familiar. Yeah, no, I mean, I couldn't agree. Did they pull through? Sure. Yes. But, you know, it doesn't leave you feeling all warm and fuzzy and good inside. No, I mean, the biggest thing that it's like a breath of, not fresh air, but just a relief, <laughs> I guess, is that they didn't lose. They didn't this crumble. Game. No, they crumbled. They just didn't lose. They answered at the very end and, when they needed and, to. And, Seth Hennigan, yeah. shout out to Seth. That was one thing throughout his career. Name a fourth quarter game-winning drive, yeah. comeback drive that he has been able to convert at right. this point, or a game-tying drive. Mm -hmm. That's like the first one. Like that's a that's a big check mark, big monkey off the back to be able to execute in a time of need for your team. Yeah. Tune into On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Coon every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. TJ, was this a wake-up call? I'm nervous by that question. I'm not going to lie. We prepared you, for this. What are you doing? We. We also need a little wake-up call, don't you think? Oh, great heavens. What does that say? These are smelling salts. This is called bottled insanity. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it still sucks. It still sucks. Uh, you're very familiar with the fart spray. First time I ordered that and it got to the house, I unscrewed the cap and sniffed it alone in my kitchen and I woke up about 15 minutes later and I didn't know what happened. Energy, focus, and strength. I'm absolutely- I'm gonna go to a little clinic after this. <laughs> I can't do it. Just do it. You need a wake up call. I think this was a wake up call. Can you shake it up? How are you doing that? That's not, nothing's happening. Can you breathe? I mean, I don't understand. Tune in to Tigers Untapped with TJ Willis and Trey Lasley every Wednesday at 3 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Bluff City Media and Bluff City NIL are proud partners of Coaching for Literacy, a Memphis nonprofit using the power of sports to impact childhood literacy. When you donate to Bluff City NIL through Coaching for Literacy, your gift is 100% tax deductible. This partnership is a win, win, win. Tiger student-athletes win in the NIL landscape. Coaching for Literacy wins by engaging Tiger student-athletes in this monumental cause. And most importantly, elementary students in Memphis receive support to become strong readers. To donate today, visit coachingforliteracy.org slash bluff hyphen city.
Talk. Welcome back to the Entertainment Show. Paris, we're going to hang out with me, man. We got the laughing so hard during the break. I said, all right, man, forget it. Let's go ahead and roll this joint. Roll back with me for the uh, for the three-pointer. Uh, number one, uh, DeAndre, DeAndre Williams, uh, rude ineligible. Uh, I don't know, man. Like I've been saying, y'all probably mad at me. I kind of been silently rooting for this not, for that to happen. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, bro. I've been kind of silently rooting for DeAndre Williams to get the hell up out of here, bro. Like, I, and I, I, it's nothing towards him. I think he's a great player. But as we saw last night when the Tigers played Jackson State, um, the combination of David Jones and Jaquan Walton is hella good, bro. And I think that I'm not knocking DeAndre, but I think if you brought DeAndre here, it would have been a blow to the chemistry. I believe I believe one of those two guys would have hit the bench. They would have felt the way. Yep. And you probably would have lost one of those dudes. One of the dudes would have been like, all right, man, I'm gone. I'm just gonna go get ready for the draft next year or something. Like I don't I'm not gonna screw around. Same, same problems you run into the whole period right away era. Era, yeah. Like because even like the way they did it yesterday yep. with staggering the lineups, Mills, I don't know if that's gonna work or not. Caleb Mills come out the bench. Yeah, I don't Jordan know. Brown come out nah, the bench. Did y'all hear Caleb Mills after the game? Uh, what did he say? He he uh, said on the radio, he was like, I felt some kind of way about coming mm-hmm. off the bench. But he said it was necessary. It was done for a reason. So okay. Re- for reasons. For reasons. Yeah, it's all good. So, but like, like I said, man, like I, I understand DeAndre Williams is a great player. I also think that DeAndre Williams last year, his what we perceive him to be was also the product of him playing with a bunch of bums. <laughs> like, I think, I, th- I think that that's also why DeAndre Williams looked so incredible last year. I think that when you got Walton and Jones, who are guys that can knock down three-point shots, that can, that can that can create off the dribble, all those type of things. Love DeAndre Williams. I act like he's not a, one of the great players, but I'm fine. I think this team is going to be hella good without him. Yep. So I'm, I'm cool with it. Um, I don't really have anything. I don't have any uh, spoiled like uh, I don't have any spilled milk to cry over about him not um, being here this year. He was a great player while he was here, but let's move on, man. We we see our guys; they look good. Uh, I don't I, I don't want to affect guys like Nick Jordan, who I think mm-hmm. is going to be a great player. Uh, Malcolm Dandridge is going to be good this year. I don't shake. Yeah, man, I don't, I'm good, bro. Like I think we're fine. Like I think we're fine at what we are. I would say I hate it for D. I, well, not not necessarily hate it for DeAndre, but kind of feel for him because mm-hmm. I think. He was unable to participate in the combine and stuff earlier this year for mm-hmm. family reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, dang, but bro, come on, man. Was, like, this was his backup. DeAndre so. Williams is not about to get drafted <laughs> in the NBA draft. Right. So I mean, go overseas. He can like, go overseas yeah. right now. Mm-hmm, exactly. I mean, so yes, he's been working out, preparing, getting ready mm-hmm. for be, been available. Yeah. I'm sure his agent has been on the phone mm-hmm. with people who've been kind of waiting to see yeah. how this is going to turn out. Exactly. He'll be fine, man. And if he comes to Memphis and just lives off lives off the land like a lot of other former Tigers do. He'll he'll be fine doing that too, man. So yeah, I'm not I don't feel any remorse for him. And I think the Tigers will be fine. Number two, as I mentioned, the Tigers did take on uh JSU the other night. Um won by close to what was it? They won by close to twenty. They won by eighteen, right? Eighteen. They, they ain't covered the spread though. Yeah, and and for the the Tigers to come out kinda as lackadaisical as they did and uninspired as they did and still to beat. It's not a bad Jackson State team. Like, no. I want to say that team was decent last Fuck year. They're going to win the swag. Yeah, because yeah, Williams coaching over Yeah, it seems like I remember in my in my uh, betting days, the Jackson State used to they win had, a lot of games. They almost beat, or they did beat Mississippi State last year. Yeah. They came close. Yeah, so that, I think that kind of speaks to how good this Memphis team really Mo is. Mo Williams man. got them hooping yeah. over there, man. And Mo real. Williams. And he looking fresh. Was he? Oh, yeah, he was clean. Like, <laughs> Did y'all see those shoes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had the, I thought that was Penny. I said, damn, what Penny got on? Then they pulled back. I said, damn, that's Mo Williams. Penny can't even coach. Yeah, but uh, Penny, I'm sorry. Penny was not allowed to coach in yesterday's game. I don't want that to be taken to me saying that Penny can't <laughs> yeah. coach. You know, people <laughs> oh, just, yeah. you know, people hear, hear what they want to hear, man. Tiger hater. Oh, you're a tiger hater. You're a penny hater. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man! Shout out to shout, somebody else. Send me some tickets for the uh, November 18th game. Okay? Well, I, I thought State. Tiger fans hated you, Anthony. I, I guess they don't, man. I guess they show me more love than than. Man, when you're right, man, people understand. Hey, man, they they're on you because you're right. So you know whatever. But um, what I was saying, they got Missouri next, man. What I don't know anything about Missouri. What they good? Supposedly, I guess. I don't think I didn't rank. <laughs> I don't know. I don't Everybody's acting like, we'll know better. We'll know Friday. It's still a road game. We'll know more Friday. But I think it's a true road game. But That's, they're good, though, right? Yeah, they were good. good last year. So, okay, yeah, they're sure. good. They, uh, they scored um, they score 101 yeah. in their first game. A, a lot of the a lot of the splits look a lot the same, the similar, like stats wise, like what they do to the, with the Tigers. Like they mm-hmm. scored the same amount, they defended the same amount. I mean, they shot the ball as well as the Tigers did. So, mm-hmm. It'll be an interesting game, man. It'll be the first big road test. And I think moving on, like, past this Jackson State game, mm-hmm. God, this gauntlet is going to be tough, man. They got right. a bunch of hard games. We're going to set the uh, the over at 35 is the amount of tweets that Brandon Bumgarner would get out get out at Missouri fans. Oh, yeah. Between now and game. <laughs> I mean, and I'll take the over on that. You're going to take the over? Yeah, Absolutely. Easily. Yeah, he'll probably. All right, it may, be, it may raise by uh, – by the time we stop recording, I'm gonna put yeah. some money on it and get it to forty. <laughs> <laughs> right, get the line moving out there. And speaking of Brandon Bumgarner, uh, Tiger football number three. Tiger football wins in a shootout, fifty-nine to fifty victory over South Florida. Mm-hmm. My man, uh, he ain't really my man because I can't think of his name. Tevin Tevin, Tevin Carter. Carter. Tevin Carter. There you go. Yeah, I thought y'all said that kid can't play, man. What happened? Man, he threw a five-yard pass, bro. Come on. I was about to say that. To be fair, he threw a five-yard pass, and Robert Taylor took it the rest of the way. Took eighty yards, bro. Everybody, I've been seeing people over the start Tevin, start Tevin. I'm like, bro, he threw a five-yard pass, man. Like, hey, man, you got to know how to find your guy. Anthony Gabe could make that pass. (laughs) (laughs) But man, Tevin Carter, bro. Hey, man, you know what his you know what his nickname is, right? Uh oh 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 something. Hold on. Gridiron Penny is Gridiron Penny, baby. Oh, yeah. It's a gridiron penny. Hey, but it was cool though, because I was right next to the bench when all that went down. The 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 team was legitimately amped up for, for Tevin Carter mm-hmm. when he came in and did that. It was dope, man. It was a dope experience. Bro, I, I don't want to I don't want to hear y'all opinions, man, because being a uh, Tevin Carter, because being honest, because we've had like people talking about the whole there was like this illusion like that like Coach Prime wanted to come here and we said no. I don't know where that whole narrative came from. Like like, dude, this dude is not coming to a non-power no, fight. Power fight. Yeah. Come on, man. Come, it happened. He was saying Jackson State. All right, so there are some people in Tiger football world who think that we missed on Coach Bryant, right? I don't know where, where that's coming from. They think yeah. that it happened. Lie to me and tell me that if Coach Prime had came here, there would not have been people big mad if Coach Prime's name Shadur Sanders is his <laughs> starting quarterback. You, you know I'm telling the truth, Ken. Tell me I'm lying. Over Seth? Yes. People would have been mad if they if he had said, "Oh, my son's gonna be." It would be people talking about why has he got some sweat college quarterback yeah. over Seth who's proven, and you know that would have been a thing, bro. No, I'm sure it would have been, but listen, let's not forget Seth Hennigan has played phenomenally well the last two games. The man was before he got hurt yesterday. Uh, hey man, free Tevin this past weekend. Free Tevin Carter, man. A big word. You could just say he played twenty three of forty, three hundred forty nine yards, four touchdowns. That's not that's not phenomenal. Yeah, Shout out to my man. Really what's, what's my guy on um, my guy on Twitter who's like 
Every time the Tigers play anybody with a pulse, they lose. And y'all crying to these dudes like they really did something this year. What's his name, man? Oh, God. I can't think of that dude's name for nothing. The week before Paris, just to throw this in your face. 22 of 28, 330 yards, one touchdown. Come on, man. About time. We've been waiting three years. Stop it. Tiger <laughs> football. Y'all act like Seth's Tiger a football, bum. man. Y'all act like Seth's a bum, man. Sorry, but Tiger football, the yeah. top of the mid, the, the mid, the mid majors. Let me see him do it against uh, these bigger teams. It'll be it'll be interesting, man. <laughs> they're playing team. they're playing a terrible team this weekend. Yeah. Charlotte's trash, bro. Like the whole conference trash, bro. Except for like teams that beat us. <laughs> but then they play. <laughs> but lame. then the next week right. they come Everybody's back. Everybody's not trash. Beat us. Hey, then they come back and play SMU at home, man. Right, Let's go have big. Now I need to see him. That's on 18. I right? want to see him do yep. that against. SMU. I'm gonna be in the house, man. I'm right. gonna be in the house. Let me Show see him do some. that against SMU. Damn Show me some. That's gonna be a massive game, man. Because if they win that game, then. They're gonna play in the champion, the conference championship, and there we go. Get try to get to the New Year Six Bowl. For real, if they lose to SMU the, the night you're there, it's over. Like so they will not. Kenny, do you really? So they, since they got two losses, you really believe they still have a chance at the New Year Six? The only team that I that I felt like because here's the thing: if they beat Tulane, Tulane, Tulane will have three. Loss. Yeah, three losses or two or three losses at that point. Who else they lose to? I know they lost to Ole Miss. Ole Miss and somebody else. I can't remember. Um, I think I might be wrong on that, but either way, it would be that we had the same amount of losses. Either way, we had the same amount. Of it was the same amount of losses, yeah. and then they would obviously have the the tiebreaker with the cha- the conference championship over yeah, Tulane if they win that game. But if they lose to SMU that game, it's, it's over. It's over the season. The season they don't get to get. They don't. I mean, the conference championships out. No New Year's Six Bowl. It'd be a bad way to end the season. So we ride with it's over then, right? That's where we go. <laughs> I don't know, man. No, it's not over yet. Hey, <laughs> man. I need proof. That Tevin, this team... Car- Tevin Carter's still out there. Hey, I, I, I need proof that this team could beat like a team that's like not ass. Like, I need yeah. that to happen. That's why I need Seth Finnegan. I need them same stats thrown at me against SMU. Right, I need, I need them stats against SMU, <laughs> yeah. man. Because I saw, I was at the uh, Tulane game. I was, I was there. Like, yeah. Best season in the house. And he looked like. Looks like they moved the sliders on this. They changed the sliders on this. <laughs> who put this on? Who put this on? Oh, all man. <laughs> they put it on Hall of Fame mode. Right. Who put this on? Uh, all American. What, what was the slider? What were they called on uh, NCAA football? The same slider. All American was the hardest all one. American, yeah. yeah. Who put this American. on All American? Yep. Yeah, man. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's the three pointer, man. About to take a break. When we come back, we're gonna wrap this thing up, man. Hey, you see, I keep adjusting myself in my seat. Uh, we, <laughs> we got to deal with this, man. On Inside the Same Brain here on the Edge of the Same Show. See you guys in a minute. TJ, was this a wake-up call? I'm nervous by that question. I'm not going to lie. We prepared for this. What are you doing? We... We also need a little wake-up call, don't you think? Oh, great heavens. What does that say? These are smelling salts. This is called bottled insanity. Oh! <laughs> it still sucks. It still sucks. Uh, you're very familiar with the fart spray. First time I ordered that and it got to the house, I unscrewed the cap and sniffed it alone in my kitchen, and I woke up about 15 minutes later, and I didn't know what happened. Energy, focus, and strength. I'm... Absolutely. I'm going to go to a little clinic after this. (laughs) I can't do it. Just do it. You need a wake-up call. I think this was a wake-up call. Can you shake it up? How are you doing that? That's not... Nothing's happening. Can you breathe? I mean... 
I don't understand. Tune in to Tigers Untapped with TJ Willis and Trey Lasley every Wednesday at 3 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Just taking off of... We're not, I don't even want to talk about the players first. Just taking off of Penny Hardaway coach team's track record. Mm-hmm. They typically, historically, play up to competition, whether they're yeah. the inferior team or not. And we've seen that throughout the last couple of years. And honestly, that's been a, a pretty hard critique on his teams is that they kind of leave a little bit to be desired against inferior opponents at times, and then they they know when to step up under the lights. This team, with how much experience and age that they have, and knowing the goal that they came here for, yeah, and knowing the conference that they play in, quality this opponents. This is that first opportunity to boost that resume so I can get to a tournament in my final year yes. of eligibility for a lot of these guys. Yes. So this could be a tipping point for what the non-conference schedule could be. Right. And I just feel like with a team with this many experienced veteran guys, they understand what's in front of them. Tune in to On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Kuhn every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Bluff City Media and Bluff City NIL are proud partners of Coaching for Literacy, a Memphis nonprofit using the power of sports to impact childhood literacy. When you donate to Bluff City NIL through Coaching for Literacy, your gift is 100% tax deductible. This partnership is a win, win, win. Tiger student athletes win in the NIL landscape. Coaching for Literacy wins by engaging Tiger student athletes in this monumental cause. And most importantly, elementary students in Memphis receive support to become strong readers. To donate today, visit coachingforliteracy.org bluff city. Right, Welcome back to the Anthony Sane Show. Final segment of the show. We got my boy Perry Sarkey on me again, man. Just just because I need a, a body, man. I need an extra body for yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I had someone, had a couple people that came to me over the years who see me in person. And one of the first things they say is, man, you're a lot taller than I thought you were. I thought you were short. And the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I, re- I hear it like all the time, bro. Like people saying, I thought you were short, right? And especially since I started doing the show, I've really been hearing it. So I go to breakfast today to get me a grilled pork chop biscuit at Bojangles. I'm trying, I'm trying to see what this talking about. With a, with a bowberry biscuit on the side and a sweet tea. What's a, what's a bowberry biscuit? Blueberry. Oh, blueberry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a blueberry biscuit, but they call it bowberry. Yeah, it's, they're a little bit too oniony tasting oh, to me. No. They're cool, but I usually get their fries instead of getting the, the bow rounds. They, they call it hash browns, bow rounds. Yep. Uh, Bojangles just kind of shows you what all the word bow can be used for. There <laughs> you go. Like, like also they have Smurfs. What are y'all doing? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what is this language? But no, uh, <laughs> everything's bow something. That's facts. Unbelievable. I just got to take them back to my Smurf. Day, right. Man. <laughs> like, this tastes unbelievable. And, uh, <laughs> put a bow on your holiday or something. Wrap up your holiday with a bow. I'm like, all right, man. Y'all just doing too much. A bow jangles. They got something else called a. Um, they got bowberry shakes. It's something else with the word bow that uses a play on words. I can't think what it is. <laughs> but anyway, it's pretty dope. Whatever it is, it's pretty dope. But anyway, so I go to Bojangles, right? And this guy's, hey man, you acting the same? I said, yeah. Man, I thought you were short. Like, all right, all right, bro, enough. So I like, so I go to Twitter, man. I go to Twitter and I put up a poll. 
And I said, for those of you who've never seen me before, how tall do y'all think I am? Right. So Kenny Stubblefield, I put several options there. You put four? I put four options there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put two that I thought were extreme. Extreme, extreme. And, and two that kind of makes sense, right? Right. So I put <laughs> so the first one I put is I'm between five foot and five five, right? Which is a pretty small dude. The second one I put between five six and six feet, which is what you pretty much call the average male. The average male height. Right. Then I put between six one and six five, right? Right. And the final one was six six and above, which you would call big men. You know, big, you know, big a pretty big man if you're six six or taller. All right. Twenty one percent of the people who voted in this poll said they think I'm between five foot and five foot five. <laughs> All right. Fifty five percent of the people believed that I was between five six and six foot. <laughs> so a combined seventy six percent of y'all out there said that y'all thought I was a wee man, pretty much. <laughs> a wee man. That you thought I was under six feet. That you think I'm somewhere in that range, right? Um, my actual height is six foot three. And I've been six foot three ever since I was probably in ninth or tenth grade, right? Twenty percent of the people actually guessed correctly that I'm in that range. Four <laughs> percent. Shout out to you, four percenters. Just say, man, that dude's a king. That dude, that dude's the the tribal chief, chief of Grizz Twitter. He's a big talker. He a big stepper. He a baller. He a boss. Say he's gotta be six six and above. But no, 76% of you ingrates. <laughs> you said something you call you said something about their mamas today. Right. I said your mama smell like a fish market. <laughs> and now I'm constantly adjusting myself in my seat. Cause when I look at myself, I'm look I'm sitting lower than, than, than It's optical illusion, man. Like your seats are right next to each other. All right, let's do this. But for Par some reason. Let's do this. Paris, how tall are you? <laughs> Six feet. Keep your mic on. Stand up. <laughs> Can you slide in? Adjust the camera, man. Hold on. How can we do this without? I don't know. I don't know. All right. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Look at this shit, man. Hold on. Damn. Now I can't get the mic to come out. Look at this, man. I'm a grown man, man. I'm six foot three. Kenneth Stubblefield, come get in the shot. Come get in the shot, Kenneth Stubblefield. I know you ever been a 6'2", six, 6'3", six, your own damn self. Yeah, got to go taller, man. Got to go taller. Why y'all playing with me, man? <laughs> Don't like I'm 5'5", five, five, y'all. Thank you, Ken. You little wee man. They be looking like I'm uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Wright or somebody out here. <laughs> Who else is a little bitty dude in the industry, man? Like I'm Dave Olocean. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm standing on crates. Like I'm sitting on a booster or something to do the show. What's wrong with y'all, man? Who? Who? Yeah, I do, man. Who else is a little bitty short? Now I gotta, now I gotta get <laughs> some other dudes catch strays. Who else is a little bitty dudes out here? I got uh, Evan Barnes or somebody. <laughs> who else is short out here? Man? You feel vindicated yet? <laughs> no. This stuff is crazy, man. Who else? Little bitty guys. Jeffrey Wright. Jackie Gilliard. Like I'm, yeah, like, <laughs> Gilly. like I'm a goddamn make what's the, uh, what's the guy name from Jackson State yesterday? <laughs> Something Abrams. Hey, Mr. Brad, five eight. No sir. Man, we all think I am, man. 
I'm like, bro, I've been, I've been, I've been the tallest dude in class all my life, bro. And I got y'all out of thinking I'm five foot five. I'm a grown ass man, man. Hey, there's nothing wrong with short kings. It is. Let me see. Tall dudes and tall guys in media. Yourself, Kenny. You're tall, Parrish. Um, yeah, Drew Hill is tall. tall the average height, yeah. Drew Hill is tall. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 CJ Hurt. Uh, CJ Hurt is tall. Clayton Collier was tall. Yeah, Clayton like, was um, tall as yeah. shit. Clayton, Clayton was like 6'6, six, six, bro. Um, who else is tall? Me. Um, Chris Harrington is tall. Yeah. Gary Parrish is short. GP is short. There you go. Uh, Verno. Verno is short. <laughs> short. Yeah. You know, hey, you know who's a shockingly short person? Who? John Roser. Yeah, Roser's short yeah, too. Short. Little bitch ass. That's my guy. <laughs> Me and John Roser, man, say the wildest shit to each other every time we see each other too. <laughs> like, uh, what did he say? What did he say? Um. Oh, he said. He said. Uh, like we would say, we would see each other. We would say crazy stuff. John Rosa said the funniest thing to me one time, man. I said, man, uh, I said, yeah, I was on the phone with your girl last night. He said, good, man. You're supposed to call your mom. <laughs> you're, supposed to, you're supposed to call your mom every day. That's a, a good John Rosa voice, <laughs> by the way. Man, me and Rosa, I love John Rosa hey, to death, man. Yeah, like, we, kidding. Do he do a build of John Rosa voice or a build of Mark Giannato? I don't know. The Giannato voice is pretty good. <laughs> with Penny. With Penny. <laughs> You got Caleb Mills coming off the bench, and I'm not sure Caleb Mills was fine with uh, with coming off the bench at all. <laughs> you got the, the whole thing with Jordan Brown, and uh, got to keep an eye on it. Get the right started. Yeah, but DeAndre, you know, it's still still so much uncertainty <laughs> with DeAndre. You don't really know what to do. It's... Yeah, but yeah, y'all got me messed up for real though. But I'm like, I'm like, bro, I, I, where? What do y'all? What do y'all see that makes you think that I'm freaking five five? Anyway, bro, six three, been that way, man. Big dude. Brr. Nah, what do you be saying? What big boogie be saying? <laughs> I, th- I think that's it. That's great. Oh, wee wee. Right. Yeah, man. Big player, man. Come on, man. Don't do me big underrated. Don't do me like that. Don't do me like that, man. Somebody on Twitter says six three minus five inches. <laughs> yeah, that was uh. Jay Carlock, who know I'm tall, man. Oh, Jay, I'm right. Man. Nah, you know he was clown. This little, uh. <laughs> you know he was clown. Bobby Portis looking ass. <laughs> I didn't know, know my guy had a Twitter until, like. Who, Jay? You know he Oh, Jay's like a really good yeah. follow. Jay's my guy, man. man y'all got me yeah, sadly mistaken, man. Yeah. Had to go through all that just to show y'all ain't no wee man out here. Thinking I'm Dave, like I'm Dave Wilotion or something. <laughs> Next guest on the uh, on the show, looking like you, Greg Gaston, out here. Yeah, man, I gotta have I got Greg coming on uh, Thursday. Man, I gotta have number little, little dudes on here, man, just so I can look like I'm about real high. About to run out of gas at this joint, man. <laughs> gotta have Stats Northworthy is about this joint. You gotta keep bringing DeMichael on all the time. <laughs> DeMichael, like, he ain't short, short. DeMichael's about DeMichael's about like five nine, five a, ten. Maybe sweat a man, man. He I don't know. A year. Like, damn, you feel better though for real? Like, yeah, you we got this out of the way. You, you're six foot three. No, I don't feel better, man. Because why do people think that? Like, almost 200 people thought I was a wee man. Listen, anyway, (laughs) anyway, man, big dude, don't play with me, man. Big underrated, don't do me like that, bro. Anyway, man, for Perry Sharkey, (laughs) for Kenny Stubbfield out of glass, man, I appreciate y'all, man. We're coming up on episode 50 soon, too, man. Man, That show's wild, man. Yeah, episode 50, man, coming up very soon. We might do something, man. I might do something for real. Might do it live from Voodoo Village or something. Who Let's knows? Let's go. Yeah, man. Everybody slide about this joint. It's Anthony Sane Show. We will see you guys on Friday, man. And we out. Thank you for listening to the Anthony Sane Show. 
If you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating and a review wherever you download your podcasts. Also, like and subscribe to Bluff City Media's YouTube page. For comprehensive coverage of Memphis sports, head over to www.bluffcitymedia.co and find out how you can become an insider. We will see you back here next week.